With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, including Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist in town. 28 years ago, I made the call to make Dr. Mike O'Neill my dentist. You should do the same for yourself today. I've never gone to another dentist since. 317-849-2933 is the number. Punch subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Rick Carlisle, the press conference introducing him to the media his third time in Indianapolis, continues so we don't have video of Rick Carlisle right now, but I want to go over the things that he had to say during this introductory press conference. Interesting stuff. This, like I said, is Carlisle's third time in Indy. His first stint was as an assistant coach to Larry Bird, 97-98 for three years, right, beginning in 97-98. And then he was the head coach for the Pacers four seasons, beginning in 03-04. That 03-04 team won more games in the regular season than any other Pacers team in its NBA era, 61 games. The next year, you had the brawl. Rick Carlisle looked back on that 04-05 team and said that it was one of the most resilient that he's ever been a part of or has ever heard of, winning 44 games despite the fact that Ron Artest was suspended for the entire season. Jermaine O'Neal suspended for 25 games and then had that suspension reduced to 15. Steven Jackson suspended for a long time. There were other suspensions. That was a team that could have won one NBA title, maybe more NBA titles, if not for the brawl. Let's talk about what else Carlisle had to say. He said that defensive work is going to be a priority for this team. they got to get better defensively. They've got one of the best rim protectors in the NBA, in Miles Turner. Got to figure out how to be better around him. Also have to be better at playing Domas Sabonis and Miles Turner together. In phone conversations with Carlisle, both guys expressed an enthusiasm for playing together. How do you maximize those guys as offensive elements on the floor at the same time. Rick Carlisle, 
He's taken that responsibility upon himself. He says that he learns every season and anticipates continuing to learn, and I think that's part of the reason why Carlisle continues to coach. He's been a coach for a long time, nearly 30 years, but he keeps coming back. He didn't take any time off at all between the season ending with the Mavericks, taking the job with the Pacers. He's right back at it, loves the grind, loves coaching, loves the process of learning about the game of basketball. He sees a lot of very, very positive things about this situation, including the state of the roster right now. All the starters under contract coming back. The free agents, T.J. McConnell, Doug McDermott, and Jakar Sampson, he spoke glowingly about T.J. McConnell and obviously would really like to have him come back. The rest of the roster, who knows? What they do with the 13th pick, that didn't really come up because what do you? here's what we know about the draft, right? Until you are on the clock, you have no idea the players you're going to have available to choose from. So you go through the process of the pre-draft workouts, trying to anticipate who may fall to you at 13, and get a really good idea, build a nice dossier of information about the guys who are going to be available at that level of the draft. The choice at 13 is obvious. Either you choose really, really young and inexperienced, a guy who in two, three years can become a really productive member of the rotation, or you go after a guy who's ready to contribute right now but doesn't have the same ceiling. That's kind of the concession you make when you draft an experienced player, maybe one that's played four years in college and and hasn't been one of those guys who's advised to test the waters of the NBA draft because he wasn't seen as a guy who would be taken in the top 15. That's kind of the thing with the draft, especially when you draft 13th. And, and the further down you go in the draft, the slimmer the pickings, obviously, will see what the Pacers get at 13. You look at previous Devin Booker in 2015. He was the 13th overall pick. Donovan Mitchell in 2017 was the 13th overall pick. Tyler Harrow was the 13th overall pick in 2019. So good players can be gotten. Developmental players who turn into great players and really, really good players who kind of hold their own and and become productive early in their careers. We'll see what happens with the Pacers. That's a yeah, that's a topic for another day. Today we're talking about Carlisle coming back to Indiana. Says that Indiana is very special to him. Says his daughter was born during the playoffs, back during his first stint as the head coach, and is now 17 and is driving and the family moving back. They have a lot of great memories of the state of Indiana and the city of Indianapolis. He says there are ways to get Miles Turner to be more productive down low. The days of the traditional post-up guy, they're not over. But the number of people who can be productive in that role has been reduced tremendously over the years. He says that Sabonis is one of the few guys in the NBA who can be a true post-up guy in the traditional sense and be very, very productive. He needs to get and wants to get Miles Turner to be one of those guys as well. He cited LeBron James, obviously, as one of those guys. LeBron James is productive wherever he goes. He's productive shooting threes. He can post up. He can do whatever he wants with the basketball because that's just the way he's built, right? You know, if you're 6'8", 260 with handles like that and a shot like that, you're going to be able to do pretty much what you want on the basketball floor. Uh, He says that he feels like Pritchard, Kevin Pritchard, Chad Buchanan, 
and he see the game in the same way. Pritchard echoed those sentiments. And, and uh, Pritchard also said that during conversations with Carlisle, because they, both guys worked with Donnie Walsh and Larry Bird extensively, that Pritchard heard echoes of Walsh and Bird in his head as he was talking to Carlisle. And that was one of the ways that this turns out to be a great fit within the organization because a lot of what Rick Carlisle knows about basketball, he learned from Larry Bird and Donnie Walsh, and not just about basketball, but leadership also. Rick Carlisle talked about leadership, and he said that listening, learning, you've got to have trust. All of those are foundational aspects of being a coach in the NBA, and the most important part of being a coach in the NBA. I think as you're a young coach, you feel like you need to outsmart people. You need to be the smartest guy in the room to prove that you belong as a head coach. And as you get older, you realize it's more about the relationships. And it's more about figuring out the personalities, the unique personalities with which you need to deal on a daily basis as you try to manage and and kind of extract all of the potential from those players and put them together in a combination where they can be productive and where they can go win basketball games and championships. One of the negative things, I got to tell you, Kevin Pritchard uh, talked about the goals of the team. And he mentioned getting to the playoffs and making noise in the playoffs. I got to tell you, that's a little subjective for me. And I don't understand how that's a goal. Now, I know that it's a little bit unrealistic for the president of a basketball operation like the Pacers, who have won zero NBA championships in its NBA era and has played in the NBA Finals just one time, to stand and say, we're here to win championships. But I'd sure feel a whole lot better about it than making the playoffs and making noise in the playoffs when I don't really know what making noise in the playoffs means. Does that mean winning one round in the playoffs? Does that mean winning two and going to the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't know. I would like, as a mission statement, for the Pacers or any franchise, we're here to win championships and make the fan experience a positive one, all right? So that kind of activates the business arm uh, of of your franchise. But from a basketball perspective, either you are there to win a championship or you are not there to win a championship. And I didn't hear that today from Kevin Pritchard, and I've never heard it from Kevin Pritchard, and I want to hear it from Kevin Pritchard. There's no way. Rick Carlisle didn't come here for a haircut. Not an appropriate analogy, but that's what John Lackey, because he has no hair, John Lackey said that when he went to the Cubs. You know, are you here to win a championship? Well, I didn't come to Chicago for a haircut. You know what? You, you run an NBA franchise, and you coach in the NBA, and you play in the NBA, first and foremost, I would hope, to win a championship. Secondarily, you want to get rich. I get it. You want to make a lot of money, and that's just fine. But championship aspirations, I think, are critical to the process of actually winning one. You have to see it. You have to feel it. We talk about Joel Cornett all the time, right, with the Butler Bulldogs, where Todd Licklider, at the beginning of one of the seasons where Cornett played for Butler, Todd Licklider said, we want to play in the Sweet 16. And Cornett got up, erased that, and said, win an NCAA championship. And Licklider was like, Well, yeah, all right, that's good. You guys want that? Let's go get it. 
you know what? They didn't win an NCAA championship, but playing in the Sweet 16, what's that? As, as like a program or franchise aspiration. You're not there for a haircut. You're not there for the Sweet 16. You're not there to make noise in the playoffs, are you? You're there to win a championship. So let's go win a championship. Every move that you make, every signing, every trade, every draft, every hire of a coach should be through that filter. We are here to win a championship. Speaking of coaches, uh, Kevin Pritchard said they expect to announce Rick Carlisle's staff in the upcoming days. Sounded like it's going to be sooner rather than later. And what they want, what Carlisle wants, he wants great communicators, great energy, and great chemistry. And I couldn't agree more. You need all of those things out of your assistant coaches. you got to be around guys. Look, you're around guys way too much. You cannot have an energy sucker. Uh, on the staff. You just can't. You have to have great energy guys. You have to have people you can trust. And you have to have people who are going to be able to communicate with the players. And if you don't have those guys, you got a real uh, uh, real problem. Um, Carlisle sees one of the keys to Pacers' success, communicate with trainers about availability so they don't get fatigued and then more likely to be injured. We've talked about injuries with the Pacers the last couple of days, they lost 147 games to injury. The five starters did. That's an average of more than two per game. You can't have that. And one of the ways to mitigate it or, or to lessen the chance that you have injury is to make sure that minutes are managed. And Carlisle got specific about how Dirk Nowitzki's uh, minutes were managed, especially toward the end of his career. And, and how he played segments so that he was able to maintain 100% energy, not get fatigued, and then get, not get injured. You, you, can't, you can't make the club from the tub, and you can't win a title uh, from, the club, or from the tub either. You can't miss out on 147 games through your five starters. That's 147. They played 72 games times five. That's 360 147 from 360, they, that's more than a third of, of the available starts and the available games played for your starters. You cannot have that kind of loss of productivity among those guys that you count on to be productive. Can't have it. I'll tell you this about Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle always struck me when he was here from 04 to 07. He's kind of an arrogant guy who, who wasn't very personable. That's changed. I found it very personable today. And I, thought, I, I found it very revealing. And that's not unusual for a, you know, a, a kind of welcome back type of press conference. But I like this guy. And, and it seems like he understands how to be an effective leader. And that his job is to get the best basketball possible out of those he's leading. So if Kevin Pritchard was won over by the rhetoric from Rick Carlisle during this process, I don't blame him. He, he is, to me, a different guy than he was from 04 to 07. He, he's, maybe the rough edges are a little bit rounded and, and that he isn't trying to make his bones anymore. He's made all the money he's ever going to be able to spend and he, he's put himself in a position where maybe he can use the totality of the lessons that he's learned at the age of 61 
in bringing a franchise, uh, bringing a title to this franchise for which he is now toiling for the third time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply